Welcome, everyone. You're on the Mark Sports Talk with your host right here, Mark with a C. Welcome, everybody. And I just want to uh, remind you people, this is show number 178 in, in 178 consecutive weeks. You have to complete You got to do that. It's amazing. 178. And uh, we'll have a fabulous uh, 200th show in uh, in a, in a mere 22 weeks. <laughs> so the numbers sound close, but still, it's uh, 22 weeks away. That's like five months, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. How is everyone today? Pretty good. good. How are you, Mark? Good. Did, did everyone, uh, 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 did, did you fast the entire holiday on, um, on Monday? No. Did, uh, no. no. Did you, did First you pass out? Anybody yeah. pass out? <laughs> No, no. Anybody, anybody feel faint? Faint along no. the way? A little bit. No, no, no. You know, it's okay to eat. The rabbi says it's okay to eat uh, yeah. if, if you need to, if you have yeah. to, if you just yeah. want to. Because if you eat, you tell me if anything happened to you. Did, did the guy or the person up above no. do something to you because no. you ate? No, 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 no. Everything's fine. Uh, as far as that email I sent to you people, uh, let's just keep the reports uh, no more than, than five minutes, okay? And let's not go beyond that. Um, I hope you uh, adjust yourselves as you give your reports to be in that area. Of course, after your reports, we always ask for comments. The comments could last forever until I say it's enough. But let's uh, be, be conscious of, of your reports and going that way. Before we uh, go, I've got a couple of quick stories, and I want your reactions to a couple of these quick stories that happened to me uh, during uh, the week. Hold on a second. There's a cute person walking in front of my house. Okay. Now, uh, I go to Dunkin'. <laughs> I go to Dunkin' Donuts almost regularly every day of the week. Uh, but this one I went to was relatively, relatively new for me. Maybe I've been there five times in my life. And uh, I get my coffee. And of course, I get my senior discount. They give you like 15 cents off, whatever they right, get. Right, 5%. Yeah, 5%. of course. And, and the female service says, have a nice day. And of course, uh, I need to have the last word. <laughs> and I say, thank you, sir. <laughs> In my usual teacher voice, which is loud. <laughs> and everyone in the store heard me. <laughs> so I, I have my coffee and I'm walking away. Then I realize I said, "Sir," to the female. <laughs> so I want to get this person in. So what do I do? Uh, you hold your head down. You know, uh, shame. I walked away. I'm almost at the door. I realize what I said. Uh, I was assuming she didn't hear me, and I understand. Uh, you know. There's no response. But should I go back and apologize? She was truly a female, not a female, he male, you know, not a he, she, she. Really a female. Friends. Of course, and he's a real woman. And uh, should I apologize? Was she taking the next order? Was she cursing me under her breath what I said? Probably not. <laughs> Was she Probably examining herself to make Please. sure she's a not she? making a big deal out of it. <laughs> yeah. Or was she just stunned? I don't know. What I, I felt embarrassed. 
And I just could not go away. So I turned around with my coffee in my hand and I went back to apologize. And as I walked up to the counter, I saw she was taking another order. So at that point, I said, can I have another sweet and low, please? And I left. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever gone into a situation like this? Maybe you said something at the wrong time and... uh, you sure. meant to uh, explain yourself, uh, but you didn't, or you did. Anybody in your goings? Anybody? Howie? Well, well, it's not as involved in that. I had taken Priscilla recently to the <laughs> hospital for procedure. And, of course, it's early in the morning. Went to the Starbucks. And uh, I had coffee and a, and a chocolate chip uh, croissant, my favorite in the morning. <laughs> heated. And the guy says, well, do you want any milk in you? I said, no, no, just black with sweet and low. And he said, what? <laughs> I said, sweet and low. You know, who, who knows? He says, well, we got Trevia and we got this. Right. Yeah. No, no, never heard of sweet and low. I said, just <laughs> give me anything Starbucks. non-sugar. Yeah. See, it's <laughs> like sweet, sweet and low is like the generic for any sugar sweetener, like yeah, just like yeah, Xerox. Right, right, but right. Not, you know, like I'm gonna make a Xerox, you're gonna make a copy, you know. Right, but you know, right. in Dunkin' Donuts, right. they don't, they don't exactly. call it sweet and low, equal or splendor. They just call it pink, blue, or yeah. yellow. Really? <laughs> you have to know which is which. I don't know, but yeah, in Starbucks, they don't they don't have a uh, a sweet and low. Yeah, um, I, I just say sugar substitute. <laughs> It's too much well, to sometimes they have it on the yeah. side. Just help yourself. Here's the here's the plane. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what a Dunkin' Donuts over here has it on the side. Yeah, yeah, it's easy though. Yeah, so next, so you guys yourself. never been in that, that situation. You said the wrong thing at that time. I never get the wrong thing, but I, I'm constantly getting people who come up to me and say hello, and I really don't know who they are, and then they say to me, "You don't know who I am, do you?" <laughs> and I. I've had that too. Hey, wait, I do that, but I wear a mask. I wear That's a right. mask. That's right. The other day, I didn't know who got in my car. I thought it was my, I, I thought it was my wife. It was somebody else with a mask. Here's another quick story, and then we'll get to the sports. Uh, I got a bagel boss. I'm always going to places to eat. And, uh, and I had to get lots of various cream cheeses rainbow bagels for my granddaughters and coffee the cream cheeses the cream cheeses of course were for the breakfast uh the person help helping me was a nice and caring also another woman but that has nothing to do with it uh and she had a big tremendous cross that she was wearing big cross she totaled up my bill i paid and as I left, I said, Lashana Tova. <laughs> I walked away. I felt a little stupid, you know. I knew she, but uh, I guess she's been getting that all week, you know, in a bagel store, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, 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 I got a story, Mark, for you. Yesterday, my wife and I are at the Y. We're sitting at a table eating lunch. And the guy next across from me looks very familiar. I look I was... at him. I say, is your name Gerald? It was, ah. I said, yeah, it was actually, it was Gerald. I said, I said, introduced to my wife. I said, you, you, you're Gerald from the from the sports on Thursday, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we had never met in person. You didn't recognize each other. No, we did. I, I recognized oh, this guy. Uh, I said, I said, this guy's guy looks just like Gerald Schwartz. I had to ask him. He, he, Gerald. 
You know, you know what's funny about that story? Yesterday, <laughs> we went out to the Neptune Diner. Yeah, I know. Gerald told me you haven't did it. And Gerald actually told that story. Oh, yeah, did he? Uh -huh. did he you, yeah. See? We mean each we mean a lot to each other. I see that. Right, let's yeah. let's move on. I, I want one more comment. Well, I'm more sure. Comment. I get ahead there. Uh, my auto mechanic is a Muslim, and I called him last week. And before the first thing he said to me was Lashana Tova. Mm. He wow. said it to you, right? Really? That's yeah. a cool guy. It's a cool guy. Yeah. Very, very, very caring. <laughs> as, he, keep as, Jewish business. as he really didn't put the uh the, the oil in the car and let you <laughs> burn your engine out. <laughs> yeah, I get him. All right. Uh I want to start with the, the big story, and this is definitely the big story. Brooks. The death of Brooks Robinson. Yes. And I asked Roger oh, to talk a little yes. bit about Brooksy, and then we can all add our stories after Roger. So Roger, why don't you take it away? As he was growing the greatest, of course. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, no, uh, brought up a lot of memories. Like I'm sure we have a lot of stories. Uh, being I'm a little younger than some of you guys, I didn't fully know about Brooks until about 69, 70. So I got, you know, got to see the big plays, you know, against the Reds there in that 70s World right. Series. But uh, yeah, just I'm just pulling some some books here that I had about baseball and stuff. And of course, you know, he featured prominently in a lot of them, a lot, a lot of information. Um, didn't realize he was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, uh, no, I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. 1937. Uh, he played, uh, you know, one, his whole career with one team, which we had a few, you know, 23 years from 55 to 77. Um, it's interesting, just a quick little note in his 10th season, when he was the MVP, he made all of $35,000. Um, <laughs> A lot of things were people were talking about the Oriole way, the unpretentious methods, uh, you know, acting towards others, way of giving back to the community. Sounds like this was a real, real good guy, much beloved. Um, 2,848 hits, 1,357 RBIs. Not a huge home run hitter, although he did have 268 home runs. Um, 16 consecutive gold gloves from 1960 to 1975. Uh, 18 All-Star Game appearances. He was the 1964 MVP, of which the season the Orioles finished third, which was, I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, 1970 World Series MVP, as you might expect. Um, I, I forwarded to some of you guys that uh, play he made on Lee May with that line drive, you know, hard shot down the third base line, and he's deep in foul territory. And somehow, he, I mean, Lee May wasn't the fastest runner, but still, you know, that's, I think that really put Robinson on the map for the rest of the country. I mean, obviously, Baltimore knew about him. And as Yankee fans, you know, we got to see plenty of the Orioles, you know, especially in the 60s and 70s, beating up on us most of the time until later in the 70s. Um, according to uh, BaseballReference.com, he holds career records for games at, the, at third base, putouts, assists, double plays, turned. And, of course, 1983 was a, uh, you know, first, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, just to break down, and uh, Mark and I talked about this too, and I think you guys know this too. Of all the positions, players in the Hall of Fame, third base has the fewest players of any position in the Hall of Fame. I believe That's there's right. only about 15 of them, and and that list includes about six that were you know prior to World War II. Um, I guess guys who played more than half their games at third base, obviously. Uh, third baseman come to mind. I mean, none of us are. I don't think we're alive. Know about Pie Trainer? That supposedly was one of the you know, 
320 career hitter for 17 years with the Pirates. Um, I guess the position started changing more in the 50s. George Kell was uh, ending his career, and then Eddie Matthews. Ron Santo a little later came. Matthews, obviously a big power hitter. 70s, you know, we saw with the Mike Schmitz, George Bretts, you know, Greg Nettles kind of stuff. Schmidt is probably, you know, in terms of offensively and maybe all around was probably about the best third baseman. Um, Brett had three batting champions, batting titles. Uh, Boggs in the 80s, five batting titles. Boggs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chipper Jones, uh, eight all-star game appearances and 1999 MVP. Met fans know all about Chipper Jones. Very fortunately. Guys got it. And, Al uh, Rosen. Al Rosen. Yeah. Okay. That's another one. Uh Scott Rowland just got into the uh, the Hall of Fame last year. Yeah. Mike uh, Schmidt. Right. Adrian Beltre probably will be enshrined, I guess, he next year. So 3,166 hits, 477 home oh. runs. And then in terms of Brooks Robinson, obviously we think we think about the defense first. And just comparing it to some of the other guys, Chipper Jones, no gold gloves. George Brett had one. Boggs had two, of course, with the Yankees. I remember when he was with the Red Sox, they would vilify him all the time because they didn't think he was an all-around player, even though he was hitting, you know, 330, 350, 360. But when he came to the Yankees, he became a good fielder all of a sudden, which was interesting. Uh, Schmidt had 10 gold gloves, of which nine were consecutive from 76 to 84. Beltre's had five. Um, but of the ones who played with the one team, it was, it was Brooks Robinson, Mike Schmidt, George Brett, Chipper Jones, these guys were all you know, one uh, team members. I just wanted to pull out an old picture here of uh, Ron Santo also, right? Hey, that's true. Ron Santo as well. A young Probably guy. Matthews, too. He mentioned Matthews. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Between uh, Boston, Milwaukee, and Atlanta, right? <laughs> All with the Bruce. That's right. Right. Uh, let's see. Want to pull... And Detroit. That's right, dude. Okay. That's fair. Oh. All right, right, a couple of people want to want to like jump on you right now, or us. Let's, Fred, you go first. Yeah, a couple of things about Brooks Robinson, Roger. This was from Bill Madden's column yesterday in the news. He, him, and George Kell had a big connection. First, they were both from Arkansas. Second, Robinson actually replaced Kell as the everyday third baseman of the Orioles, and they also were inducted in the Hall of Fame in the same year. And then, and then, and then, Madden told a story about how what a great guy he was off the field. I think it was 1970, the All-Star game, where Red Ruffing, the pitcher in the Yankees, had got inducted into the Hall of Fame that, that January, and he was at the All-Star game. And he said he, Brooks Robinson was the only player of the two teams, National American, who actually came up to him and congratulated him on being, uh, on, on being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I saw that one too, Fred. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah this was a, a real class, class act yeah. all the way around. Yes. Yeah. Who else has comments? Uh, Larry? Uh, Aaron Nato has 11 uh, gold gloves and counting. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's getting there. He's, he's a fine one, too. Yeah. 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 But he's got to get five more uh, to, to I know. 16. <laughs> and That's right. Also, Miguel Cabrera will get into the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Although not primarily a third base. Yeah. He's yeah. like shortstop also. He, was, he wasn't primarily a third baseman? Oh. Huh. I was playing first base. I thought he played shortstop too. All right, maybe he was. All right, he's a chubby he too. He can't play. Yeah, I thought he was more third baseman, but that's... all right. Uh, he came up as a third baseman. Yeah. Oh, right. Michael. You know uh, what you say? It's very, very interesting. All the third basemen that you mentioned 
Uh, a lot of them are great third baseman. Uh, Schmidt was a great for, for, uh, third baseman threat. It's very interesting. There's one third baseman who is actually, and I, I might sound prejudiced by saying this, actually just as good as Pete Boyer defensively, and yeah. nobody here mentioned him. And yeah. probably because, Fred, you're the you're, 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 you're right. The only reason why he's not mentioned was because he couldn't hit. He stepped into the bucket. But uh, the, as good a third baseman as Brooks Robinson was, Cleet Boyer could make every single play that Brooks Robinson could make. Any, any great third baseman you've ever seen, Cleet Boyer was the equal. I thought you were going to say Greg Nettles. Yeah. Greg Nettles, no. I can't say anything bad about Nettles. No. He was terrific. Uh, yeah. Cleet yeah. Boyer was right there defensively with anybody you've just named. Yeah. And yeah. nobody could deny that. All right. Uh, Joe? Yeah, Billy Cox. Great defensive third baseman for the Dodgers. Not a great hitter, but oh my God. Dave, real old timer. Yeah, uh, I was reading a uh, um, uh, post on Facebook from a group called Vintage Baseball, where someone was reminiscing. He was playing on his high school team, and he made it a, a triple play by he played third base, and he made a triple play by catching the ball, falling on the bag as a you know, and then throwing to first. And he's, he had the opportunity to see Brooks Robinson by surprise. And he mentioned that to Brooks Robinson. So Brooks Robinson told him that he had two triple plays like that. However, he hit into four triple plays. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Brooks. <laughs> he wasn't the best runner. So that's his, one of his. Also, I think I mentioned this before, but my our friend's uh, grandson's name is Brooks because his father was a fanatical uh, Brooks great. Robinson fan. That's great. That's great. That's great. How come Brooks Robinson had a, like a cutoff or a shortened helmet? Anyone? He, thought it, <laughs> he, he, he said he thought it. It limited his vision, the regular helmet. So he cut it off. Right, right. It was so obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I remember in 64 when him and, and, and Ken Boyer were the MVPs yeah. in both leagues, both third basemen. Mm -hmm. Right. Then they came up with a Rawlings glove with the exact same glove. One had Brooks's uh, autograph in it, and Ken, and Ken had his name in it. So I, I had a Brooks Robinson uh, glove from 64. Uh, Howie. Howie, I think you're uh, muted. You're muted. I had the Ken Boyer glove. You had the Ken Boyer gloves, eh? yeah. 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 They were good gloves. I used it for a really long time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Gerald. Just to go back to Cabrera. Defensively, he has played first base, third base, DH, Left field and right field. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he might have played shortstop one inning in a game yeah. of his career, maybe. Could be. Maybe, it's maybe, like maybe. All yeah. right. Uh, I heard he had he Brooks had uh, previously had prostate cancer. I wonder if that came back Ooh. to bite him. How old was he? He was eighty six. Eighty six. The human yeah. vacuum. Cleaner, cleaner, you know. Right. No one else is going to have that name. Ice. He didn't. He didn't hit for much of an average most of the time. But one year he was incredible. Yeah, I think. I think they said his lifetime average was was two sixty seven. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And so him and him and Frank Robinson, year. the Robinson boys, teamed up. Yeah. To, yeah. Especially when they played the Mets at sixty nine. Yeah. That was really yeah. quite a quite a left sided infield. Brooks Robinson and Mark Belanger at short. 
Lancho is probably one of the most unsung right stops in baseball history. But he never batted. Right. What did he bat? He, he, no, he couldn't hit. But he, but he made up in the and field. They could carry him. They didn't need him to hit Mark. Yeah, that's right. right. He was very athletic. He was yeah. probably yeah. the equal of Ozzy Smith. Yeah, I think so. be a little more acrobatic, right, right, Jeff? Oh, sure. Anybody want to say anything else about Brooksy before we move on? Brooks Robinson. You know what's funny though, but the 1970 World Series when he made all those plays, he kidding around. He says, you know, nobody remembers that I made an error on the first ball. On the first ball, hit to me in game one. Right. <laughs> yeah, he would remember that. That's that's different. He would remember that. All right, may he rest in peace, and uh, I'm sure his name will come up many times as we move on in the show. And other- we had a debate, uh, my friend and I, about uh, who was better, Schmidt or uh, Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Schmidt. Schmidt had the power and great feet. Yeah, but he wasn't good defensively. He played yeah. on yeah. on yeah. purpose. But it's it's hard to compare. It's so hard to compare. Better You know, if if you were if if you were a captain and choosing up teams, and you had Mike Schmidt standing there with Brooks Robinson, they're going to go one two no matter what, right? Right. Yeah. You got to stick Brett in there though. Brett right there. All right. You can go forever in that. Yeah. wasn't good to Thank you, Roger. We'll come back to you in a little bit for other things. Milton, it's time for you to name that tune. All right. This song, this song is from 1960. It's about the power of hope, love, and the power of dreams. 1960, this was a big hit. The title of that song. <laughs> dreaming. Who's saying? Who's saying? Buddy Knox, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Burnett. And you know what his song right after this was? You're 16. Uh, oh, really? Right version. before Ringo Starr did it. Right. I was going to say, song. yeah. Oh, he did the original. Okay. He did it. Great songs. So, yeah. What's the title? I'm always dreaming or just dreaming? Just without the G. Okay, thank you, Milton, for that 1960s song. Brings back a lot of memories from some of you. All right, as far as beep beeps go, someone mentioned this name about 10 minutes ago, Kenny Rosenberg. Well, there's a Kenny Rosenberg in baseball right now. He's a lefty pitcher for the Angels. Kenny Rosenberg. Huh. Oh, they bring up all the Jews at the end of the year anyway. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this day in sports, September 28th. What happened on September 28th in sports? All right. First of all, 1911, the New York Highlanders, before they were called the Yankees, got 13 walks 
and steal 15 bases, including six in one inning, and beat the Browns 18 to 12. Plus, each team made six errors. Oh, great game. Oh, great game. Uh, and talk about great games in 1919. The fastest Major League Baseball game occurred on this day. 51 the Giants minutes. and the Phillies. Right. Phillies won 6 to 1 in 51 minutes. minutes. It's amazing that there were uh, uh, seven runs scored and one team had six. Well, remember, you can do games fast. There were no TV commercials. Exactly. <laughs> they just go out there and the gloves waiting for them That's in the time. field, right? Yeah. They leave their glove in the field, right? Get on the Get back on the field pass and yeah. just in 2020, the, the eight Chicago White Sox players are indicted by grand jury and charged with fixing the 1919 World Series, the Black Sox scandal. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1930, Luke Gehrig had his 885 game errorless streak end. He must have made an error. After 885. Uh, yeah. Uh, in 1938, a Homer in the Gloaming. You ever hear this one? Yeah, off Homer by Gabby Hartnett for the Cubs oh. versus the Pirates. Darkness. Another yeah. story behind this? Something about yeah, the Wrigley no Field and darkness. Wrigley, no lights at Wrigley Field. And, and uh, darkness. Darkness was coming. Gloaming, they call it. Gloaming, yeah. The, uh, gloaming. the Pirates were ahead. And uh, it was down to the final games. They were they basically they were behind. The Cubs were behind the Pirates in the standings. And this was going to be the last inning of the game. And if the game ended in a tie, if the game ended a tie, it would be considered a tie, not a tie. We got to start all over again tomorrow, zero zero. Mm. Um, well, I said the, the umpires were set to call the game. Uh, they would have to play a doubleheader tomorrow if the game is called. Uh, there was no such thing as suspended games. Gabby Hartner had an 0-2 count on him, and he connected off a guy named Mace Brown. That could be a trivia question one day. He launched it into darkness and then landed in a left field bleachers. Fans stormed the field while Hartnett was circling the bases, and they escorted him to home plate. As a result of the uh, the win, the Cubs moved into first place and clinched the pennant three days later in St. Louis, and the Pirates ended two games back. Meanwhile, the Cubs were swept by the Yankees in the World Series for their fourth World Series loss in 10 years. Mm. And, of course, the Pirates, that was the closest they got to a World Series. Until 1960. 1960, they came back. Yeah. So the Roman and the, the Gloman, is that they say it? Loman was a popular song written in 1911, recorded by Harry Lauder. Homer and the Gloaming. Uh, Homer Gloaming was a Scottish origin denoting twilight. <laughs> there you go. Um, in 1940, Bud Brennan, a fan in, at Memorial Stadium, races out of the stands and tries to tackle Tom Harmon on the three-yard line. <laughs> Harmon evades him. Um, and he scores the touchdown anyway. <laughs> uh, in that same game, Tom Harmon from Michigan, he runs uh, for a 72-yard touchdown, an 86-yard touchdown, and a 94-yard touchdown. That's how, how great Tom Harmon. That's Mark Harmon's father from That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
In 41, Ted Williams ends the baseball season at 406. Mm. Today, mm -hmm. in 51, Allie Reynolds, Yankee pitcher, throws his second no-hitter of the season. An 8 nothing win over the Red Sox. The Yankees clinched the pennant, their, their 18th pennant on this day in 51. Also in 51, it was Big a football chief. day. because Norm Van Brocklin mm. of the Rams throws for 554 yards, which was a record at the time. I'm assuming that record has been broken. 72 years later, I'm sure somebody has thrown more than 554 yards. Famous. 52, yeah, Stan Musial makes his only pitching appearance, throwing yeah. one pitch to uh, uh, the Cubs, Frank Baumholtz. <clears throat> what did he do that, Mark? Why did he do that? Yeah. He had some vendetta against him. I remember it vaguely. I don't know about that, but he threw only one pitch. And I think he maybe got him out. I don't think he came out of the game after one pitch. But uh, they put him in. End of the season. Maybe he wanted a pitch. Have it on his resume. <laughs> in 55, the first World Series color TV broadcast on NBC was held. Uh -huh. The Yankees beat the Dodgers. In 76, Muhammad Ali beats Ken Norton in a 15-round uh, uh, decision. And he wins the WBA, WBC, and the ring heavyweight boxing titles. Remember, in those days, they're all the different organizations, and guys would have so many belts. Uh, in 79, on the same day, Larry Holmes beats Ernie Shavers by mm. TKO on the 11th for a WBC title. Uh, in 1984, here's a cool one. Cleveland Indians were down 10 nothing to the Twins, but came all the way back in 111 10. <laughs> I would have been home already, you know. But now you had a game like that last. <laughs> you had a game like that last weekend. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, in '88, American athletes go one, two, and three in the 400 meter race at the Seoul Olympics. In '88, despite despite his totally dominating. His sport for 14 years, Sergei Bubka, Ukrainian pole vaulter, wins his only Olympic gold medal at the Seoul Olympics. In 88, pitcher dodges Oral Hershiser today breaks former Dodge Don Drysdale's record of 59 consecutive scoreless innings. In 1993, Dennis Martinez. Uh, becomes the, the seventh pitcher to win 100 games in each league. That would be good one for us one day to see you know, who they are. Uh, let's see. Oh, in 95, the same Dennis Martinez, uh, his fastball breaks Kirby Puckett's jaw. Ooh. But becomes his final plate appearance. So, wow. wow. Uh, in 96, Yankees, Jim Leyritz. Who was a, a infielder, mm. outfielder, yeah. and a catcher, catcher becomes the Utility. second catcher to wear a hockey mask. Mm -hmm. That's what he wore a hockey mask. In '96, this is the day Roberto Alomar is suspended <laughs> only five games for spitting in the umpire's face. He only got five that. games. Remember that. Five, and he actually yeah. did spit in his face. It was <laughs> slow motion. In 2008. It's Seinfeld and uh, Keith Hernandez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. right. Uh, the last game at Shea Stadium was today also. Oh, was today. 2008. And in wow. 2008 and 2022, Aaron Judge hits number 61. 
tying Roger Maris. And that's what happened on these dates. All right, Gerald. Here's something on uh, Stan Musial and his only pitching appearance. The only major league pitching appearance of Musial's career occurred as a publicity stunt during the last Cardinals home game of the 1952 season. Manager Eddie Stanky had a reluctant Musial pitch to Frank Baumholtz, the runner-up to Musial for the best batting average in the National League that season. There you go. There you go. So wow. that's, that's it. All right. Let's move on. Sports stories by Larry, sponsored by Jello Molds. I mean, mold in the jello, but Gerald Molds. My story this week is entitled New York City Breakdancing Makes the 2024 Summer Olympics. Oh. Breakdancing is an athletic style of street dance that originated oh. among the poor youth in the South Bronx of New York City during the early 1970s. It is often accompanied by hip hop soul, or funk music. With the support of many organizations and independent competitions, it has grown into a worldwide sport. Uh. It features four kinds of athleticism. First, top rock, foot movement performed while standing to display an opening style. Second, down rock, performed with hands and feet on the ground and involves intricate movement combinations. Third, power moves. Displays difficult spitting moves with hands and feet on the ground. And fourth and finally, freezes, a technique that involves halting all body motion in an acrobatic-like position that tests balancing ability. Meeting the standards of the Olympics uh, committee, breakdancing will make its debut as a medal sport at the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris. That completes my story for this week. Who's got comments mm -hmm. for uh, Larry? Anybody got want to say something about that? I think it's ridiculous that they're having Just that. one more reason not to watch the Olympics. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. This is uh, this is for the youth, not for you and me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Remember, you used to go to a bar mitzvah, and they would have some people break dancing. No one does that. No. No one yeah. that. Unless they were hanging on the corner. Oh, if you go to a bar mitzvah, you'd see someone doing the Kazatsky. Yes. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> now we're dating ourselves. Don't forget, in order to be uh, to have a, a metal sport, you have to have uh, a lot of this kind of thing going on in all the continents. All right. Yeah. All right. So thank you for that report, since nobody else wants to comment. All right, Michael, Yankees and Jets rants, sponsored by Broken Rubber Bands. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, first of all, I'm going to say nothing about the quarterback, because uh, for a lot of reasons. But uh, the Chiefs are nine and a half favorites, nine and a half point favorites. And believe it or not, I'm picking the the Jets to cover. They must be so totally pissed off, and they're a good team. And uh, I, I just cannot see the Jets not really going bananas on Sunday. So I'm picking the Jets to cover. I don't know if they could win that game, but at least to cover. Mm -hmm. uh, the worst mm -hmm. optic in my mind from Sunday's game is seeing the players and coaches arguing on the sidelines. I thought that was terrible. 
I've never seen that. That would never have happened. Parcells is the yeah, coach, uh, Belichick, and yeah. uh, it's, uh, and you kind of wonder. Uh, the game plan was terrible, and it was very, very annoying listening to Tony, Tony Romo saying, do some play-action passes or something mm-hmm. like that. And sure enough, they waited until the last part of the fourth quarter to finally start running down the field. And who's to say that if there's a different game plan, and also who the heck knows if this is a good coach right, right off the get-go, uh, maybe the Jets would have been in cup. I think the Jets are so much better than the Patriots. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's my Jet report. All right. Michael, Michael, the Yankees are concerned. Okay. I'm very annoyed with Rodon. Okay. The last three games he lost were the games that the Yankees desperately needed to win. The first game I said before was the one where they had, they brought up all the kids and uh, they didn't take them out in time. And then he lost two more games like that, including this last one. And I always feel as a baseball fan, I don't care how good the pitcher is, you got to win the darn games. That's what bugs me about DeGrom. DeGrom does not win the games. I would take Jim Coates over DeGrom any day, but that's me. And uh, and, all right. and also, this past Yankee season literally clinched my hatred of the Dodgers because I first began hating the Dodgers. <laughs> because of what happened to Dodgers. When they, when they got beaten by a bunch of drunken bums. And then in 63, <laughs> they had no offensive players whatsoever. They had some great said that. <laughs> right, and they got swept in '63, and that was terrible. <laughs> and then in '60, and then in '81, they mm-hmm. lost the year that they had and the games two and half seasons. And that was Bob Lemon, who was a very inadequate manager. And I always felt that Steinbrenner was ordering Lemon around, and he had no right to uh, to manage that uh, that team. And they just lost the. Excuse me, Mike. That was so much better. He's inadequate, but he won the World Series in '78. Well. I, I, and he was I, the manager on two occasions. All right. Yeah. Let, him, let him finish his one. Can we talk? Good. Another reason why I hate the Dodgers is because in <laughs> 2023, I hated the Dodgers even more. Well, it clinched the fact that I hated the Dodgers because of a certain fence in Dodger Stadium, which actually, in all honesty, cost the Yankees the playoffs. I and agree. That's my report. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I guess all right. Like but not now we can have the comments. Who wants that to? I talk? agree. I got one. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, Fred. The, the Dodgers ought to be fined by by OSHA for providing uh, unsafe working conditions for having I a agree. concrete fence. Yeah, Definitely. Really, I mean, the, the Yankees should sue the Dodgers. You you provided un, un, unsafe working were, conditions. Fred, I think they were. Judge was thinking of, they were th- the Yankees were thinking of doing it, but I think really? the Judge nicked it. You know, so that's why they're is not that, suing the Dodgers. Is that right? The Yankees really won because I mean, when I saw that, it was incredulous. That how could you? I mean, not even for, you know for their own player. That is so unsafe. Yeah. Doesn't did and out of come? all the that's one of the oldest stadiums. How many how yeah. many games uh, they played there? And that's the first time that probably happened, right? I mean, ma- Major yeah. League Baseball, you know, maybe maybe before each season, maybe Major League Baseball, somebody should inspect every stadium to, for for you know for safety reasons. Yeah. Something really. All right. All right. Uh, I wonder if you'd feel this way if it was, let's say, a uh, a, a no name player who got hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a human being. I mean, you know. It happens. You know, happens. You, know, you know, you say that, you know, you know, every time I watch a game with my son and an announcer says, what, you know, they, they can't afford to lose this guy. My son always tells me, what if it was the the, the 50th guy on the team? You know, right, right, you know, right, you know right. they wouldn't care if the guy got hurt. You know, he has, he has a family too, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. All right, Gerald. Uh, 
Mike, you keep on referring to drunken bums, uh, namely the the Dodgers. Uh, how about Billy Martin and Mickey Mantle? Where do they fit in regarding stop, the drunken bums? Stop, 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 stop. The Dodgers were drunk, drunken, but not you, Gerald. The Anybody else? Drunken bums. That their star pitcher became the head of Alcoholics Anonymous. That was uh, Don Newcomb, yeah, right? Those yeah, guys are just Howie. Howie comes could never beat the Yankees. Well. well Two points. Uh, last night I was watching part of the Giant game, and who are they playing? The Padres. Padres. And the right fielder went all the way. I don't know if it was Soto. All the way to the to the uh, stands, the foul stands, which are which are covered with uh, the uh, the netting, and he happened to hit where there's a pole that collects the netting. <laughs> you know, I mean. You can't. Sometimes you just can't stop this. I mean, right, wow. I guess you can put padding on it. Yeah. I don't know. And the, the second thing about the Dodgers, and I'm a Giant fan. I don't hate the Dodgers. I respect them. They got the finest organization in baseball, far and away. I mean, maybe the Braves are too, but the Dodgers, far and away, compared to the Yankees, that's like chaos incorporated. I mean, the Giants have a good organization, but the Dodgers are the class of the league. Aaron, what team are you a fan of, Howie? What I'm team a are you a fan, fan of? But I know good baseball management when I see it, yeah. and I see it in you, the Dodgers. You know, did Judge catch that ball, I, and then his momentum carried him to the to the fence? Yeah. Right? He yeah. caught the ball before the fence, he right? Caught, yeah. And then his yeah, momentum... Yeah. But, but, Carried him to that. But, you know, there's so, you know, there's so many unsafe condition baseball. You remember a few years ago, what was the guy's name in the Yankees? Uh, before he even had an at bat, Fowler, right. Dustin Fowler in, in Chicago hit, hit his right, knee right, or, right. Middle, Chicago White Sox. I mean, yeah. I mean, how does baseball allow these unsafe conditions? And Fred, what about yeah. that guy in the Mets who got injured for the rest of the year by running into the tarpaulin? Remember that one? Yeah. Hmm. Right. Vince Coleman. Vince Coleman, right? You know, if there are obstacles somewhere on the field, someone's going to find them. You know, someone's going to find them. Yeah. All right. Joe, you want to comment then? Yeah. First about baseball. I mean, the stadiums are much uh, safer than they used to be. I mean, you used to to just have wooden walls. Pete Reese's career was destroyed by it. Now they're padded. It's much safer than it used to be. But I... I mean, it's never going to be totally safe because these guys are running at high speeds and they run into walls, even if they're padded. Yeah. So, yeah. And I also wanted to talk about, I cannot believe, Michael, you honestly think that the Jets are going to cover? Yes, I, I really I, I do. Think, I, think, I, think, I think he's a drunk I think we watched two different games. I mean, I have to admit that there were times <laughs> that I simply couldn't watch the game on Sunday, but they look terrible. He is All terrible. Around. The quarterback's Just terrible. terrible. No sack, right. no, no offensive line, no line, line whatever. No, they can't run. They had nobody could get free. <clears throat> I mean, I think I they're offensive. I, I, I don't think I don't agree. Think, I agree with Joe. Yeah. I don't but think they're offensive. What happened towards the end of the fourth quarter? They started moving the ball and doing exactly what Tony Romo said that they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, but for three for, for three quarters or more, they did absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think their offensive line played that bad. I think Wilson 
held the, kept holding the ball too much. Right, yeah. You, well, you, he holds it. He his he holds the ball longer than any other quarterback. I mean, that's uh, he can't read defenses. That's why. Stats, but, I think yeah. there was an article in today's post that doesn't saying, read the field saying saying about oh Wilson will go to another team and then he'll he'll become like Geno Smith. Sometimes no takes, way! No way! Sometimes, sometimes it takes years for a quarterback to be successful. They're losing you know, forty-two to ten. It's intuitive. It's an intuitive feeling. Yeah, it's but but uh, Larry, uh, I mean Fred. Look at that. One at a time, guys. Who's talking? Right. It's right. an intuitive feeling. Look what happened to Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. It was like a perfect storm where a real crappy team could beat the Dallas Cowboys, and I really think it's going to occur this coming Sunday for the Jets. That's a valid point, Mike. I mean, look at last week too. I was in a knockout pool. Picked Jacksonville over Houston. Who expected that? Who expected Houston to beat Jacksonville? Yeah, well, right. All right. And why uh, not the Jets? Jeff, why not the Jets? Jeff has a comment. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. What is anybody else annoyed over the preseason comparison of the '85 Bears to the 2023 Jets? <laughs> In their yeah, defense, they won't you know, they had, mostly they had a great defense, <laughs> and I picked them. I picked their defense in my fantasy pool, and after the first three, I I, I right away I cut them this week. Mm. But, you know, when they, I think when the guy said that, he didn't really say we're as good. He said we can be as good. You know, and, be you as know, good. Yeah. I don't. Know. I, I don't. No, no defenses uh, ever. All right, Milton good. has a comment. <clears throat> just want to tell you, Newsday had a whole page on Joe Namath criticizing the entire Jets outfit. He said he never saw anyone that bad. Amazing. You know? Truly amazing, huh? All right, Joe? Yeah, oh, God, what was I going to say? <laughs> all right. If I remember, I'll... All right, well, we'll come to you now, so Joe. Thank you, Michael. We're going to come to you right so now. <laughs> one last thing. Going All right, back, one last thing know, on the uh... – Michael, just want to tell you, on that, you mentioned Jim Coates. The only thing I remember about Jim Coates, his first year, he had a 9-0 and record That's when he pitched for the Yankees, but they were scoring a lot of runs for they him. They scored a lot, Oh, bit. God. That's what you're saying, Milton. you got to win those games. Yeah. Jim Coates stunk, but he managed okay. to win the games. There was My... another guy the Yankees had. Uh, more recently, he stunk, but he won all the games. There was oh. a guy small. His name was Small That's or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was like, small. he was like ten and zero or something. Right place, the right oh, time, and gets the win. But um, uh, what was Jim Coates's uh, uniform number? There were two know. numbers in my head swirling: thirty-nine or forty-one. Anyone? I don't know. Okay. Thirty-nine was Steve Hamilton, oh, wasn't it? Uniform number. Yeah. Oh, Jim sure. Coates was he forty-one? Okay. I don't know. No, All right. I don't think so. Joe, we're up to your Mets. Mets moments by Joe from oh, New Jersey. Okay. So, sponsored, anyway, by, was... sponsored by Notebooks. All right. Anyway, I want to uh, – I, I remember what I was going to say. They're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. They were ahead in every game yeah. this year. So they haven't been playing badly. So it wasn't <laughs> that much of a, um, you know, of an upset. Okay. So to the Mets. Um, looking at the pitching, um, all right, they've got Senga, Quintana, if they re-sign him. Um, after that, uh, there's no number three starter. And four and five, I guess, are going to be Peterson and McGill and hope that they start better next year than they did this year. Um, the only minor leaguer that they seem to talk about who might be ready to come up would be uh, Mike Vassell. I have never seen him. I don't know anything about him other than what I've heard. 
Um, the bullpen, again, as you can see, it imploded last night in the ninth inning, game that they could have won, should have won. Um, the hope, uh, you know, let's hope Diaz is 100% when he comes back next year and they can build around him. They've got a couple of arms in the bullpen that they might get something out of. I, I know why some people say if they ever hear Drew Smith's name again, they're going to <laughs> That's me. Uh, that's Fred, I think, right? No, Gerald. Gerald, yeah. Gerald, so, not me. We'll see. Smith, I think, has a lively enough farm. We'll see. Um, free agent pitchers, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head now is uh, Snell, who looks like he's going to go for free agency, but he's 31. He's had, you know, a few very, very good years and some not so good years, and I think he's going to probably want too much too much length on the contract. I'd, uh, I would pass on him, and I think the Mets will. Um, the guy in the Phillies, other... Aaron Nola, is also free agent. No, yeah, well, Nola yeah. would, you know, it would, it would be, it would, it would be poetic justice for the Mets to sign somebody from the Phils. <laughs> oh, because of uh, Wheeler, right? Yeah, because the Phils have oh, Wheeler yeah, and, uh, and and Walker. and Walker. That's right. You know, yeah. So who knows? So I saw Beatty. Uh, you know, Beatty. Uh, I guess cost him the game last night. So I don't know. I think um, it's a possibility that he's playing himself out of New York. Because yeah. they've got too many, they've got too many people. They, uh, you know, I would, uh, I would say if they trade Beatty, which may happen, uh, you could put Mauricio at third. Then Vientos will be a DH and maybe play the outfield. That's what I see happening. I don't know about the guys in the minor league. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say is that where the hell was the hitting for the first four months of the season? Yes, Glendora. Yes, Glendora about that. If they had hit like this, they might have had a chance to make the uh, to make the uh, wild card. They wouldn't have gone very far because the uh, the bullpen is not going to let them go very far. But at least right. they might have made it fun. Okay. How about Joey Lucchese? He's been like yeah. I, I was thinking of Lucchese. Yeah, I forgot about Lucchese. Yeah. I uh, you know he's also a back of the uh, back end uh, rotation yeah. guy. They should give him a shot though next year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They probably should. Okay. Um, Gerald? Joe, I hope we don't see McGill and Peterson next year. Yeah. Well, I don't see uh, – at this point, uh, you know, I don't see any uh, – I, I see them penciled in. They got it. They got a couple other guys in the minor league, so my names I don't know. You keep reading how they're yeah. high on. I don't remember the right. name. He said Vassal. Yeah, I've heard I of him. Vassal is the only one I've really heard and uh, talked about a lot who's, who may be ready for the majors they might bring up. They had a guy named him. Matt Allen a few years ago. I don't know what I, he's doing. He was a bitch. I think he had another second, another surgery. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember the name. All right, Michael. Yeah. This afternoon at the beach, I was listening to BT and Sal, and they were debating whether or not they would want Showalter back or perhaps uh, Craig Council if he'd become available. And I, I think uh, BT said he'd want Showalter back, who is my favorite Yankee manager of all time. Or uh, uh, the other one, uh, uh, Sal, said he'd like counsel. And the question is, uh, who would you Mets fans want? Showalter. I don't know. I like Showalter. So do I. I was a baseball fan. I was so happy Showalter. when they hired him, so. I agree. All right, Give Joe. Then chance. we gotta move on. Then Mike. Yeah, all right. I'll just. I'm gonna be play devil. I'm gonna disagree. Uh, I think Show Walter managed without a sense of uh, urgency this year. Yeah, yeah. And I think that. And what do we have to work with? Him. 
he didn't I mean, have that much think, to work with this year. I still think he's a good manager, but I don't think he did a good job this year. He Last didn't. year, everything went right. He had a bad right. year. So the, yeah. the team yeah. is bad yeah. overall. You can't put it on yeah. him. All right. I thought they, it's not a question of putting it on him. I think it's a question that he didn't realize early enough, you know, what was going on. And I think he just stuck with stuff and he stuck with guys like Vogelback when he should really have shaken up the team. <laughs> well, I really that's do. something that Epler should have dealt with. I really do. Okay. Mike? Yeah, a point about pro football and then a question for you. So I did the same thing Mark did. I dropped the Jets defense off of my fantasy team, but not because not because they don't have strong players on defense. It's because there's a sort of melding together of various parts of a pro football team. And if the offense is three and out over and over and over again, then sooner or later the defense kind yeah. of cracks and then it collapses. And I think that's the case with the Jets until they, they get an offense that they yeah. can count on to, to score some points and keep the ball for a while, the defense is going to be uh, stressed. So that, that's the only point I want. Very to good make. point. That certainly yeah. happened. In, yeah. That certainly yeah. happened in the Dallas game where I think. Yeah. The, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Here's my question for you. So it used to be that if a baseball game was say in the third or fourth inning and then the rains came and it got washed out and then, then you know, you had, they started all over again. Yes. Now it seems to me that they get washed out after three or four innings. It's called a suspended game yeah. and they take it up from the point at which it was left off. Is that right? Did they change the rules? They changed that? that rule. They changed that a couple of years ago. Okay. Right. And then right. that once a game, once a game started, they would, they would pick it up from that point. Exactly. I got it. And that Except makes sense. I like that idea. It makes or, sense. Although the other night, though, there was something different, though, because Sunday, the, the White Sox played the Red Sox, and the game I, the game was six innings, and they, and they called the game, and that was the game. I'm not – I think that rule, Mike, is if, if, it's, if it's before an official game – I think so. I think so. Then, plus, then they suspend it. But plus, but if you if, if you like in the sixth yeah, inning, like, yeah. then then it's then then it's an official game. Yeah, official years game, ago, yeah. if you if you had that situation and you had a hit a home run and the game got washed away and you had to start mm-hmm. from, you know from the first inning, those stats right. don't count. Yeah, right. right. Didn't now Roger Maris count and continue over if you, you didn't know. Roger Maris lose a home run because of that? Yeah. You just said. Was the rain out? Yeah. Mm. Gerald Prior to the 2020 season If a regular season game was terminated Early before becoming official The results up to the point of the termination Did not count And the game was started over at a later date But Mm -hmm. as part of MLB's health and safety protocols During the COVID-19 pandemic All games cut short before becoming Official were resumed at a later date Rather than started all over from scratch during the 2020 campaign. So it was a COVID thing. That's, that's, the, that's the ghost runner, but the ghost runner stayed. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Thank you. Uh, uh, that was that was Joe's story. Let's go on to Fred, your story. New York Giants very, stuff, if you have anything. Very short. Giants were half, half somewhat respectable against the 49ers. If they want to be a successful team, they got to keep teams off the field on third down, the 49ers could do whatever they wanted. Third and 12, third and 15, Debo Samuels killed them. Giants Giants got to do a better job on that. And the Giants have to start throwing the ball down the field. They got all these wide receivers. They have to learn how to catch the ball. To, to, to stretch the chains. 
And, you know, in, instead of them reacting to what the other defense is doing, throw the ball down the field, let's score some points, and yeah. hopefully they can beat Seattle on Sunday, on uh, Monday night. Well, they'll have a left tackle back Monday night. That's right. Thomas is going to play. That's right. Uh, Michael? By the way, I just wanted to say I just finished reading that giant book about uh, 1986, and it is one heck of a great book. I got I to get that book. And I really re- – anybody who's ever been a Giant fan, I really recommend it. Yeah, it, I got to get that book. Bavaro, Sins, Parcells took care of his players. Really, yeah. really a very, very highly recommended book. What's yeah, that book called again? Once a Giant, Always a Giant, I think. Gary Myers. There were a couple of excerpts in the, in the post and the news that had a couple of excerpts in that. It was really, it's really seems like a great book. All right. Yep. I always like to read. All right, Howie. West Coast oh. Report. You're sponsored by three by five index cards. Wow. <laughs> hey, who was I, I have who, one, who was I sponsored by more? Oh, you were sponsored by flashlights. Flashlights, all right. Flashlights. <laughs> well, giant pitcher and eight. Right in the Logan Webb, uh, who won this week his second complete game. I think the lead lead in uh, leader in complete games is five uh, for three. That shows how much we've mm-hmm. gone away from that. Webb's record with the Giants is ten wins, thirteen losses. He has a three point two five ERA, which is about fifth in the league. He's pitched two hundred sixteen innings. One of three pitchers, including Cole with 209 and uh, Gallon with 203, pitched over 200 innings. But apparently, you know, he was opening up saying, I'm tired of losing. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun. We've got to make some big changes in here to really create that winning culture that we want to show up every single year and try to win the whole thing. Well, all the antenna perked up with the news reporters, and uh, it led to several revelations in the clubhouse that were fairly eye-opening, including the fact that a good chunk of the roster is addicted to a Filipino card game known as Pusoy Dos. Pusoy Dos. P-U-S-O-Y Dos. The money quoting an article by Andrew Bagley in Athletics. Other giant players have attempted to bring professionalism to the clubhouse. They've been frustrated by the results. Now, these giant players who are trying to bring professionalism are, of course, your ex-Met Wilma Flores, a professional, uh, ex-Yankee Tyro Estrada, young player, and... Uh, Mike Yastrzemski. Uh, among those who sought to refocus a clubhouse that include too many ho-hum reactions to losing, along with a near zealotry to Pusoy, a Filipino card game, at all people, a leader of the clubhouse, Doc Peterson, and some other giant players appear to find more compelling than studying the night's opposing picture. So these guys are playing cards at the expense of working on their craft. I'm sure there are guys like that on every major league team, but the fact that seems to be widespread is a major issue. Also, the fact that a respected veteran like Jack Peterson, 
two-time world champion with two different teams, is mentioned by name, is not a great sign. There were concerns specifically of playing music in the clubhouse after losses. Some Giant players noticed small but telling signs in the clubhouse this season. The blaring post-game victory playlist is a staple in most clubhouses. At some point, though, someone decided that it would be appropriate to pay Bob Marley music in the clubhouse after losses. When's the last time you've heard music in a major league clubhouse after a loss? One giant player granted anonymity in order to speak freely. I mean, you shouldn't hang your head for too long after a loss, but you shouldn't be okay with it either. Right. That's part of the problem in San Francisco. The applied message after losses is don't worry about a thing because yeah. everything is going to be, gonna be all right. All right. Again, not great. Yeah. This, was, this was just came out a day or so ago. It's a bombshell uh, and it's going to hit the, the manager, uh, Gabe Kapler. Right in the in the solar plexus. Mm, yeah, there's something going on in Giant Clubhouse where uh, players are not <laughs> taking the game seriously, or there's a divide. What uh, Jack Pierce is probably gone because this was his second year. He opted for uh, in. By the way, Michael Conforto, Yankee fans and Met fans, right? He's been released. Is interested in opting out of his his deal too. So look for Conforto. Uh, yeah. The thing is, this is not this is not good. Uh, the other thing about the Giants is they have loads of loads of young pitching, which they uh, will have to use to try to get uh, at least one, if not two hitters. If they're going to lose Peterson, that means they're going to need two two hitters. The stuff that's coming out of San Diego is is that Juan Soto uh, may be available in a trade. Soto yeah. has one more year uh, for $18 million for 20, 2023 yeah. uh, or 24, well, another 24, 24, and then he'll be a free agent. And so uh, they're looking to trade Soto. The Red Sox were mentioned that the Red Sox uh, would trade uh, Rafael Divas, <laughs> maybe, or, or somebody else, someone else, uh, or, or not, not Divas, Alex Verdugo to the Padres. I don't know what the Padres are doing. I don't know if they're creating space. They don't know what sign, they're doing either. To sign Otani. <laughs> I mean, I have all the faith in the world in the manager, Bob Melvin. The team basically really un underperformed due to injury and just bad, bad stuff. Uh, the only thing else I got is Otani. Anyway, West Coast team. But I hear Chicago's mentioned, Boston, and I hear the Mets are mentioned. Actually, I just heard the Mets mentioned. Going to the Padres may be reluctant to trade Soto to a team within the division. Yeah, yeah. I I see Soto going to an American League team. Maybe the Yankees. 
Hmm. I know, but they have to. Time will tell. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anyone to comment on Howie's report there? You think the Mets should be in on Soto? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. They have to give up. Yeah, yeah. Milton, somebody wanted to comment. You know, you were saying about uh, playing music when some team uh, lost a game. How about if a team was on a long losing streak? Um, anybody remember the song that Phil Linz was playing? With nope. the Yankees? Mary, Mary had a little lamb, no? But you, yeah, but you know what was funny on that one? <laughs> he, uh, the Yogi Berra told to, to tell him to, you know, to stop it. And Mantle said, "Mantle, he want Lynn's asked, what did I, uh, what did he say?" And Mantle said, "Play it louder." Play it louder. Meanwhile, Howie, your forty nineers look good. Yep, they certainly yeah. do. Yeah, they, yeah do. they just, you know, they just grind down the team. That's what happened to Giant game. Giants were competitive. They were Seven. competitive for a half, and I said to my wife, "Okay, now they're going to grind them down. They're going to get to them." Uh, and uh, and that's what they do. And that's, I don't think their quarterback is a great quarterback, though. The quarterback Purdy. is made for that. Purdy, season. yeah, Purdy is. It it that's it. That's you're right. He's he's perfect for the 49ers. I mean, I mean, it's, does it, win. You no. know, I I hate to make comparisons to Montana, but Montana was made for that system too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except Montana was an intelligent quarterback calling his own play. McCaffrey yeah. and Debo yeah. Samuel, one two combined. You can't stop those guys. No, that that and George Kittle. I mean, it was George so Kittle, right. it was can't so frustrating him. watching him. Oh, we're great. We got him at third and thirteen, and you know, I'm, I'm saying this every time. I'm, I'm just... Well, in that right. game, one team's game plan worked, and the other team's game plan did not work. Right. Right. Yeah. I read. A, I read in the paper that the Giants blitzed eighty five percent. Of, the right. defense, of their defensive plays or the 49ers offensive plays. And Purdy was up to beating the blitz most, right. m- not every time, but many times. On the other That's hand, the 49ers on defense tried to contain uh, the quarterback and keep him from running. And they did it. Yeah, they did it. Daniel Jones had to throw it down the field. The wide receivers, yeah. in my opinion, for the Giants are inferior. They're not a good set of there were comments in but in the New York paper that the 49er players said they were shocked that the Giants didn't have any more plays, you know, design plays for Jones to run. Mm. Well, yeah, in any case, wasn't they contained them. Well. They didn't have Barkley, of course, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their defense worked. Okay, let's move on, Mike, to your report. Thank you, uh, Howie, on that report, Mike. Your uh, DC and Virginia sports report, sponsored by Tuna Fish. Oh, hey, stepping up. I'm rising. You're on the clock. My sponsors are getting better. Is Chuck White? This is a lot better than rats. Uh, Okay, so the mood in D.C. in this area is subdued, I think we could say. Um, The Washington Nationals set a target of winning 70 games. Uh, They set this target recently, of course, and they have not been able to accomplish it yet. Uh, we are at 69 uh, with about three games to go, I think. So they're hopeful, but they're in Atlanta, so nothing is uh, certain here. The good news coming out of the Nationals uh, clubhouse is that Patrick Corbin is down to one year left. <laughs> and uh, he finished uh, 10 and 16 this year with an ERA over five. 
uh, not many teams that would keep starting a guy with those statistics, but in any case, but he, he ate up innings. You could say that anyway, that's the nationals right now. Uh, the commanders, uh, the story is pretty clear with uh, four interceptions and seven sacks in their game uh, against Buffalo. Uh, I think we can see that they took a step back. And uh, so, you know, they have to regroup and see whether they can protect them better, their quarterback and whether he can be better. But as I've been telling you over the weeks, uh, he just takes too long to pick out his targets. Um, so they'll be rid. Oh, I, I should have said uh, the Strasburg contract continues through 2026. So another three years to go on that one. It's an albatross, but anyway. The one place where there's a good mood these days is up in Baltimore. One game to go to clinch the American there League East. They mm -hmm. hold the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay. So even if they ended up in a tie, they would be the AL East champions. Uh, they figure to get there sometime this weekend. And that's my report. Thank you. They have 99 wins. Next one's 100. Yep. Amazing. Saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. you. You cut that in definitely in two minutes. Beautiful. All right, Gerald. You come back to you, Gerald, for the first time uh, down the line here. Uh, you're batting eighth in the order, supposed to <laughs> lead them off. And uh, your sports personality of the week. Uh, you'll tell us who it is in a second. You're sponsored by Exit 63 of the LIE. You have five minutes. You have five minutes or less to give a report. Yeah, go. All right, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it short and sweet. Uh, this week, I'm going to be reviewing the great Christy Matheson, a revered man. Here is baseball accomplishments in his 17-year career as a baseball pitcher. His career statistics included. A 2.13 ERA with a career one and loss record of 373 and 188. His pitching repertoire included a fastball curve and screwball. He won 30 or more three consecutive seasons and 20 or more 12 consecutive seasons. Set the modern day National League records with 37 victories in the season and 373 victories in a career. Virtually his entire career was spent with the New York Giants. In 1936, he was one of five of the first inductees into the Hall of Fame. The others were Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Babe Ruth, and Honus Wagner. That's a pretty good company. Mm. Here's a short biography. Christie learned from a cousin at age eight how to alter the trajectory of Torstone's by manipulating his grip on them. He declared shortly thereafter his ambitions to be a major league baseball pitcher. He played semi-pro ball at the age of 14. One of his nicknames was Christian Gentleman. He refused to play baseball on Sundays as a very religious man. He attended Buckwell, Bucknell University from 1898 to 1901. He was a very good student who joined the Glee Club Band and two literary societies. He was also the class president in his junior year. In addition, he pitched for the baseball team, played center for the basketball team, and was the first string fullback punter and drop kicker for the football team. I wonder what he did in his spare time. <laughs> he, he authored several books and wrote a play. Now, here's the best about him. 
1918, as World War I raged, he enlisted in the U.S. Army against his wife's wishes, and he had no military obligation at age 38 and became a captain. He was assigned to a chemical weapons unit. Ty Cobb was a member of that unit, and th that unit was housed in France. He was accidentally exposed to toxic material, specifically mustard gas. He contracted tuberculosis, tuberculosis and died seven years later at age 47. Oof. On his deathbed, listen to this, on his deathbed, he said to his wife, now, Jane, I want you to go outside and have a good cry. Don't make it a long one. This can't be helpful. I'm endearing you thing. Also, I gotta turn that to my wife. Also, there are there are festivities that are held each year at Factoryville, Pennsylvania, honoring this great man. And there are also numerous parks and stadiums named after him. So, as a great baseball player and a great patriot, I submit to you he's a very revered man, at least in my eyes. And that concludes my biography, short biography, of Christian Matheson. That's good. Four minutes. Yeah. And I'm timing you, but I am. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we we never saw him pitch. We just, we're always reading the things about him, how great he was. But it's hard to picture people we've never seen before. Tom yeah. Seaver. He was like Tom Seaver was like yeah. uh, Matheson. Tom Seaver. They compare him to Robin Roberts, but really he was like Christian Matheson. Christian Matheson. Just in his demeanor, his, the fact that he was a gentleman. It, it was like he was reborn. Yeah, absolutely. What was his real name? Not Christy. What was his real name? I think it was Christy. Who names a baby Christy? Christopher. Well, woman. Back in like 1900, whatever he put. Let me look it think up. About, think, All right. just, just curious. Think, think about the number of, of games he won and lost. Yeah. And then look at his repertoire. Fastball, curveball, screwball. You know what the screwball does to your elbow? Right. And he yeah. lasted that long. Yeah, that, that, that long, yeah. That yeah. is his phenomenal. Call name around like this. What do you got? His, his name? Screwball. His name is Christopher, just for the record. Christopher. Okay. So, yeah. Chris. All right. Thank you on Christy Mathewson. We'll look forward to your uh, biography next week of somebody else. Actually, you'll tell me during the week, so I'll have it in my notes. Okay. All right. We're up to uh, Roger, called Roger's Roundup in Baseball. As you know, like you guys who are on that uh, on that link, Roger is nonstop, twenty four hours. Yeah, I know. That's the sports yeah. highlight of the minute. Roger, Jesse, this, you have a sponsor finally, and your sponsor this week is Weeds. <laughs> weeds. Okay. Some of the weeds are colorful, I guess. Mark. I know. What, what do you? What do you, you have anything for us? Baseball. Yeah, Couple of quick things, yeah. No, not twenty, not twenty four seven. I do sleep a little bit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does sleep. Does sleep. Um, you guys probably saw last night. Our favorite uh, Acuna is the first member of the forty seventy club. Yes, it still, still bothers me. Even with Judge, you got your best players trying to steal bases I, and going head first. I, I'm still not a fan yeah. of it. You know, so, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many bases DiMaggio stole. I'm guessing not too many, probably, but. Uh, I know it's a different era, but it's a little little dangerous with your best players trying to steal base, especially head first. I mean, but yeah, yeah, my pet peeve. Um, Judge was the uh, first Yankee um, 
in the season had three homers uh, in a game twice. Uh, unfortunately, the Yankees missed the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Um, Twins clinched their third AL Central title in uh, five years. They're going to host the the wild card series. Uh, that first even with a bad season by Korea, you know. So, right. uh, Brewers yeah. clinched the NL Central for the third time in six years. Uh, Miguel Cabrera tied Mel Ott the other night with his 511th home run. So he's just adding to his impressive resume. And you told us that. That's great. Yeah. And uh, Senga, as, as Joe alluded to before, uh, reached 200 strikeouts. So yes. that's, that's impressive. You know, hopefully it's yes. yeah, it first season. Yep. And in, and for the Mets, even Lindor was a 30 30 man this year, believe it mm-hmm. or not. So 30 30 30. I think he had 30 doubles also. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah so that's just some of the. Uh, Highlights for the past week in baseball. Comments, anybody? Yeah, just Waymart retired. That was an event. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he said, I've thrown my last pitch. He -hmm. couldn't pitch over the weekend, but he he backed out. Mets fans will not forget him anytime soon. No, no, no. Gerald. Roger. Sorry for bringing that up. A thousand percent about the head first slide. I cannot comprehend why teams do not insist that base dealers uh, and others slide legs first. I don't get it. I don't understand. I know maybe they or control or whatever, but it's very dangerous, Roger, as you indicate. No question. Well, Rose was the first one I remember doing it, but he seemed to do it differently, right? He would kind of hit him in the and then his chest, when he was, he was almost like air. Oh, just like yeah. legs and, you know, other parts. I mean, he was maybe built better for it. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't like it. And, but, I don't know. I guess it's here to you stay. Know, if you're running to a base and you want to get there instinctively, you, you if you can do it, you you, you dive, even though they say it's faster yeah. not to dive. Yeah. But you, you dive. Yeah. yeah, but your hands could be spiked. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Roger. And uh, we'll give you a new sponsor next week, hopefully. <laughs> uh, the Metsies, by losing last Thursday, assured themselves to be to finish below 500, which they will be. And it's the fifth year out of the last seven that they've finished uh, below 500. And by losing on Friday, they were guaranteed, of course, not to make the playoffs in any way possible. So they're playing out the schedule. Uh, the other people besides Francisco Lindor on the Mets to be, be 30-30, and now he has the other 30 uh, with the doubles, but the, the steals and the home runs, who knows? Strawberry, who I think. Strawberry. Strawberry. David Wright. David Wright oh, and yeah. Howie Johnson. Howie Johnson. Howie Johnson. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And the uh, oh, Stevie Cohen apologized to the Marlins over the uh, yeah. weekend about uh, the wet field, yeah. that game was going to be on Tuesday. Tuesday, and yeah. the Mets did right. not cover the field the entire weekend. With all the right. rain we had last weekend, yeah. for Why some reason the field was not covered, and then right. it, it uh, deemed to be uh, un, unsafe to play on. And, and of course, it should have been covered, and they could have played the game, forcing them to play a doubleheader the following day. Um, it was nice to see that the Mets picked up Anthony Kay again after 10 years. 
Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he's back up with the team now. He's he's yeah, he, yeah. Pitched, he pitched on Sunday, I think. That's right. Lefty pitcher went to Stony Brook, then went to Ward Millville High School, the same school as Stephen Matz, drafted by the Mets. Uh, and then I think he chose to go back to uh, college. He chose to go to college. Um, I think they drafted him out of high school, and he didn't. Yeah, so I think he didn't want to go through. yet. Yeah, yeah. Then he was eventually uh, uh, in the Marcus Stroman trade, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And then trade to the Cubs, and released, and picked by the Mets. I always liked him for one reason or another. Mm. Uh, the Yankees need one win, I think, over the weekend to finish above five hundred. Right tonight, they, I think they're at eighty-one or- now. Right, they're eighty-one wins now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll win tonight. They need one more. <laughs> and uh, Garrett Cole obviously is going to be your Cy Young. What a game he pitched yesterday! Oh, it's tremendous! What a game, a two hit, and and the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are in the playoffs, right? Or they're very close. Then I don't think they've clinched yet. Seattle and Happy and the Yankees hit all of a sudden. How come? This is a good question. How come the Yankees were rained out of, was it Saturday's game, and rescheduled for Monday? What do you mean? Don't keep poor. In New York. In New York. They did have 41,000 people there. Yeah, I know. No No funny part about it, right? No. You know know why it said 41,000? That's him. The ticket sold for the first right. game. That's yeah. My son told me my son was there. He said they they're like four hundred people there. Oh. Yeah, it, was <laughs> it was empty. So that's terrible to announce. That's a, that's really false. Uh, whatever. No, they always go by ticket sales because it's a, the rainout game of Saturday's game. So they now that forty one thousand would have been the ticket sold for Saturday's game. Yeah, and you could have used that ticket Monday. But right. nobody did. Why, why scheduled on Yom Kippur? You know, Jewish. The, no, the game is important for Arizona, though. You know the reason? That's right. They didn't. Arizona. They didn't want to have Arizona play a doubleheader on Sunday. And they're not coming and, back to New and, York. And the weather wasn't good on Sunday either, if you remember. Yeah. And, and, and Arizona, they, Major League Baseball changed Arizona's schedule. They were supposed to play the White Sox Monday, right. Tuesday, and Wednesday. Right. right. They moved the White Sox. That Monday game to Thursday, and the Arizona lost today, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so that that's why the Yankees played on Monday. Okay. And the uh, schedule, Aaron Judge bobblehead handout uh, is being moved to 2014, April 20th, 2014. If you they want, look to very happen. nice. I heard. Yeah. I heard they look very 2024, nice. 2024, you mean? 2024, 2024, 2024 right? <laughs> so coming down to the final weekend. Looks like Lewis Arise is going to get the, the batting crown because Ronald Lacuna Jr. is 336, Arise is at 353. That's oh, 17 points in three games. Yes. It ain't happening. It ain't quite happening. So yes. thus, he's going to be the first player to win a batting championship in each league in consecutive years. Consecutive years, right. Consecutive right. years, That's yeah. going to be a trivia question from the rest of, you know, our lives to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Olson at 53 home runs. He's having a fabulous year. And with Tampa Bay getting the new stadium to open in 2028, the question, what was the last stadium to open? Uh, Let me think. Texas. Anybody else want to guess? 
Texas. Anybody else want to fan them, I guess? My, uh, Houston, Minimate State. Oh, wait a minute. It, it, was, wow. it was Texas. It was, it was uh, Texas <laughs> Rangers. Globe Live Field 2020. Mm. COVID. Remember they played those games? Yeah. And they had a yeah. playoff. They had a neutral playoff game in that field in 2020, if I recall. Yeah. Kansas City is looking to have a new stadium in 2027 or 2028. I'm quite interested in that. Uh, Major League Baseball will use the uh, uh, use a neutral pitch clock operator during the postseason. So not related to any of the teams playing. And anyone see the video of George Kirby, Mariners pitcher in Seattle, getting hit by a ball thrown from the stands? No. Yeah. Oh, no. Heard about it. the news yesterday. Yeah. Aaron Van, since he was wearing a Jared Kellenick jersey, Threw a foul ball back onto the field and actually hit Kirby's jersey with it. You have uh, to Google that. You have to Google that uh, or YouTube it to YouTube. see. He's uh, standing yeah. there and a ball comes by and it hits him, grazes him. You have to see that. The uh, Miguel Cabrera victory lap. Well, last visit to each ballpark is almost complete. Gifts galore as he makes his last appearance at the different ballparks. The A's don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> the story gave yeah. Mickey a $90 bottle of wine as a fair, farewell gift. Only problem, Miguel is a recovering, recovering alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said they must have forgot, uh, forgot to get him something, and they sent somebody out. Go get him something. Yeah. Get him a bottle of something. And yeah. they brought him that. You know, he spent three months in an alcohol treatment program in 2009. He was arrested <laughs> in 2011 for a DUI. Shame on the ace. Unbelievable. Cheap. I mean, uh, I Go think a, a team before them, I think it may have been Seattle, presented him with a $10,000 check for his foundation. Yeah. A ninety-dollar $90 bottle, bottle of wine. Uh, a twenty twenty <laughs> yeah. Sauvignon Napa Valley. I don't know. Ooh, so how about lie. this one? Chris Bassett, who the Mets, I'm a Met pitcher, didn't even didn't want to sign. He I, at last count, he has fifteen wins. He may have sixteen for all we know. For the Blue, so the Blue Jays. Jays. Cody Stinger doesn't even have fifteen wins. Yeah. Him, 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 and Walker have, have about thirty wins between the two of them, right? Tyron Walker. Yeah. Isn't he got I like fifteen also? Pass it was good. Days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, guy yeah. can pitch. He, he, he I can pitch. I said keep him. Playoffs he wasn't good, Mark. If you remember, that was the big. He was okay. He was he was he was innings. That was During the regular season, he was a regular season. He was very he was good. Steady. I remember the playoff game; he really went in the yeah, tank. Yeah, I know. But I mean, every yeah. fifth day, you give him the ball, though. He's going to pitch. He pitched. He pitched. Yeah. The Cleveland, Cleveland fans gave uh, Terry Francona a standing ovation last night. Curtain yeah. calls as his last home game, ending a 23-year manager career. He's 64 years old, but he found that after the game, his famous scooter. Remember he had he, he had a scooter yeah. and he broke something he couldn't yeah. go around. Someone oh. stole it. Yeah. Cops found it. It was all in terrible, terrible, destructive. Uh, they can't fix it. Uh, and the, and the commissioner said he hopes that the uh, A's re relocation to Las Vegas in November at the meetings will go through. I, I can't see teams saying no, but you never know. 
The Ducks are eliminated, of course, from the Atlantic League. Lancaster and Gastonia are in the finals for the Atlantic Coast Championship. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, football. So the Jets signed Simeon, uh, Trevor Simeon. Second time he's with the Jets to be their, uh, I guess, the, was he the backup quarterback or he's in the. Um, right now, right now he's on the practice squad until, practice squad. until well, we can get up to snuff with the playbook. And then they'll see. Colin Kaepernick reached out to them. Yeah, and, the practice and Rogers squad. got yeah. hurt. I don't know what they did. He hasn't played since 2016. So I don't know what he has. In I don't know mind. what he's thinking about. Okay. So the, the, everyone was hoping the Jets would break that streak. This last weekend, uh, what was this? The streak was how many games? 14. 14, seven years, right? Oh, the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots. So, <laughs> you know, they had to pay for the quarterbacks who played for the Jets during that streak. Who were the Jet quarterbacks during their 14 game losing streak? Uh, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez is not there. No, because no, no, it only goes back to 16, right? Go back, Howard. Give me quarterback. Can't hear. Trevor Simeon. No. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is one. Sam Darnold. Is two. Wilson. Wilson is three. McMahon. No. McMahon. What's his name? Kirkpatrick? Fitzpatrick. 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick from, from Harvard. Oh, yeah. hey, Donald? Yeah. Donald, we said. Josh McGowan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bryce Petty. They gave him a start a couple. Bryce Petty. They gave oh, yeah. Him a I remember a couple, him. And a guy named Luke Falk, F-A-L-K. Oh, yeah. He started like two games for them from Washington State. The Patriots, during their seven-year winning streak, had three quarterbacks. Besides Mac Jones. Brady. Brady yeah. and the third one was hard. Let's go. No. Oh, was, did, did, did this rookie dress start uh, like from, from Western Kentucky? Zappy, Zuby. No, no, he wasn't. It was Cam, Cam Newton. Cam uh, Newton. Newton. He was on the Patriots? Yeah. 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 He was he was for a year. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. To a time. It was a good theater. So listen to this. So when. When Miami beat Denver, that's seventy to twenty. <laughs> yeah. Four. and of course they had a chance to, to be the all-time record for points, and and he, yeah. and he didn't do that. So, uh, to uh, Taglio Viola, that's how to pronounce it. You know what his real first name is? What? You have a pencil. It's T U A N I G A M A N U O L. E P O L A. Yeah. That's, that's one name. First name. Did he take the SATs, Mark? Uh, his middle name is Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> that's longer than Salta Lombaki, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. I didn't count the letters there. So tonight, the Lions, uh, a favorite over Green Bay in, in the uh, really? Thursday night game tonight. I hope you watch it. Oh, and Sunday, it. they're going back to London. Uh, uh, who's playing? Jacksonville and Atlanta. And if you have Disney Plus, I know I have it here, there's no. going to be a simulcast of the game with cartoon characters. 
<laughs> Anything to get these kids involved to learn about football. Well, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna, uh, Sunday, I'm gonna, I have both. I have both. So I'm gonna check it out. And you heard about the Travis Kelsey jersey sales have jumped 400 percent over Taylor Swift appearance last Sunday. You know they're an item. Probably going to be a I heard she's an Eagles fan. Sales were jumped 500 times. Gay publicity. I bet she'll dump them eventually. Did you guys, any of you guys, watch the the Colorado Oregon game? Yes, I did. A, a little, rock. a little bit of it I until did. it got out of hand. Wow, mm-hmm. I was floored. I was told, you know, everyone. Yeah. Oregon's really good. Oregon is really, really good. You know, they're yeah. out there in the West. We don't hear too much about them, but they are really good. Uh, everyone's saying they were favored by double twenty points, I think, and 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 forty yeah. to six. And now uh, Colorado is a twenty-one and a half point underdog. USC. USC Right, equally as good as Oregon State. You, you know that game. That game is starting ten o'clock local, ten o'clock in the morning local time. Right. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Because they want to have it noon in the east, so they accommodate TV. Mark, why? Why is the Oregon football team called the Ducks? Uh, you know. No, I want somebody. somebody there must knows. be ducks in the area. I don't know. Oregon State is called what? Oregon State is called the the beavers. The beavers. The beavers. I think that's the state animal, I believe. I yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, you know, with uh, with Prime Coach Prime Sanders, Dion, and his two sons, Shador and Shiloh. Shador is the quarterback. Shiloh is the defensive back. Uh, they're talking players. about turning pro next year, and Dion says, no, 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 no. You're going to stay in college with me. <laughs> we'll see who has the last word on that one. But did you see the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? Yeah. yeah. I hate Ohio the, State. I just hate men on Ohio State. Ten men on the field. Don't you name oh, Ten men on the field, the crucial part of the game. Last play <laughs> yeah. of the game, Ohio State yeah. scores a touchdown and wins the game. Arab Plasigian turning over in his grave. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and then, th- th- wasn't there something about Lou Holtz making some disparaging comments before the game about Ohio State and <laughs> and then the Ohio State coach going off, going off after the game? I, I don't know. Yeah. But a Haley Von Voorhees, V-O-O-R-H-I-S, Voorhees, Haley yeah. Von Voorhees, became the first woman college football player to appear at a non-kicking position. When she lined up as a safety for Shenandoah University, where's that? Probably, probably Virginia, the Shenandoah Virginia Valley. for Division Three against uh, Juniata College, which is in Pennsylvania. 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 Uh, she's five foot six, hundred and forty-five pounds, a junior, uh, and she registered a quarterback hurry <laughs> in the first quarter. As her team won forty-eight to seven. Fades of Nick Bosa. The USFL and the XFL, I believe, today signed the line. They're merging. Okay. Two spring football leagues are merging into one. Okay, I didn't get to any basketball stuff. Any basketball stuff besides? Yeah, the Damon Damon Lillard trade, that big yeah. trade yesterday. But tell us real quick, and we'll move on. Go ahead. Okay, three three team trade. Damon 
In a nutshell, Damon Lillard's going to Milwaukee, and DeAndre Ayton's going to uh, Portland, along with Drew Holiday, who they expect to trade. And this sort of answers Giannis's quest when he told Milwaukee, I'm not going to guarantee that I'm going to resign until I see that you guys are serious about continuing to, tr- to try to win. And Lillard will bring good, great offense, but his defense is suspect. But it still makes Milwaukee probably the best team in the East right now. Didn't Drew Holiday go to Phoenix, Fred? No, no, he went to Portland. Portland. Yeah. Phoenix got um, Grayson Allen, and it's in the paper. Right? You, you, you serve Nerdick, Nassir Little, and Keon yeah. Johnson. And, and and Grayson Allen from Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Phoenix is, is – a lot of people think Phoenix is the best team in the West because they got Booker, Beal, and Durant. But I'm sure Golden State will have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, that's the big trade. That's and a course, nutshell. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody thought Lillard was going to go to Miami, but that uh, oh. did not occur. And that resting rule, funny thing, the Knicks and Nets, Julius Randle and Ben Simmons right. are considered stars, and they can't rest. But Jalen Brunson and Mikhail Bridges are not. Yeah, because of the criteria. The, criteria. But the, the NBA also didn't, didn't say anything about the guy on San Antonio, the, the number one draft choice who's an attraction. Um, what's yeah. his name? Long name also. Wimbeb, Wimbaba, you know who I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And congrats to Brianna Stewart, second MVP. I still don't know why they announced the MVPs while the season yeah. is still going on. I really, sure. you know, you should ask your son about that. Why the hell did they do else. that? I'll see if you can right. me. I'll, you know, I'll ask she's you the MVP and someone wants to hold a vendetta against her and take her knees yeah. out. <laughs> well, well, actually, the team they're playing the uh, Connecticut, I was reading the paper, they had a player who, who the, the team is very upset that she didn't win, not only not the MVP, but also didn't win the best defensive player in the WNBA. And they actually destroyed the Liberty. They actually destroyed the Liberty in the first game. Liberty came back in one yeah. game, too, so yeah. it's 1-1. All right. So that's the deal on that. And uh, I have more stories, but I'm looking at the time here. I know you want to get the trivia question, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bank those stories. I bet you I'll get to them. They're not time, so they, they could, I could tell them anytime. So who's got trivia questions the last next ten minutes? Trivia, trivia, Mike, you got one? No, this is a, a point I wanted to make. I make the point, then we can. I can trivia. make it in about twenty seconds. Yeah. So the Dodgers, the Dodgers are in the National League playoffs, and they're they're a serious contender right? Probably second to Atlanta in terms of where they are. So consider the following rotation. Walker Bueller, Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Julio Urias, and Trevor Bauer. They're all so out. Five fine starting pitchers, none of whom are on the Dodger roster, the active roster. All were hurt or suspended or went to Japan or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And so it underlines the point Howard made earlier. This is a this is a fabulous organization. Yes, they they could still be there after that those losses. Also, Gavin Lux, as far as that goes. Right, right. I check I check their box scores every day, and for the last week, every day a different starting pitcher. I never heard some of these guys they brought up. Yeah, of course they're coasting now towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to questions. We've got about eight minutes to do this. And all right, so let's go with uh, Mike. We haven't heard from you in a, at least 15 minutes. Well, 
Okay, <laughs> I have two quickies. Number one, uh, in 2013, what did Ivan Nova do that hasn't been done until 2023 on the New York Yankees? Pitching a fleet, no. <laughs> You're on the right track. Pitching a fleet, pitching a fleet game. No. no. Pitching how many complete complete game games? shutout? Two two complete game shutouts oh. by uh, Nova in 20, 2023. Didn't happen on the Yankees until this until yesterday. Okay. Really? 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 Yeah. Wow. That's number one. Here's a good one, and then I gotta go. Uh what what rumored uh what two guests in the nineteen sixty-five Mickey Mantle Day uh what were the two guests who were there who hated it, who were rumored to hate each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mantle and Maris. Behind them. Mrs. Mantle and his mistress. See, what's the answer? Billy Martin. Martin who? We don't hear the answer. And why was it rumored that they hate each other? Who? We didn't hear names. Who? All right. Who were the two right. people? No, two here. people, right? You give up, everybody gives up. We yeah. give up. Yeah. And Fritz Peterson. And no, Joe DiMaggio. And why was it rumored that they hated each other? Wait, DiMaggio and who? Who? Joe DiMaggio and Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy. Kennedy. And something to do with Marilyn Monroe. Thank you. Uh, uh, right. I thought it was something to do with Mr. Coffee. What do you got, Fred? Who is the first pitcher in the National League to record 50 saves in, in a season? In uh, what season? Uh, Trevor Dodger. Hoffman. Red Dodger? No, no, Trevor Dodger. Hoffman. Mike Marshall. The guy did pitch for the Mets, but did not do this as a Met. Billy uh, Wagner. Oh, uh, McGraw? No. Oh. He pitched for the Mets, but it wasn't Mets? a relief pitcher. But he did, yeah. But he didn't do this as a Met. Not John Franco. As, as no, as a matter of fact, I didn't even. I saw this yesterday in this day in baseball, and I didn't even remember that this guy pitched for the team that he did it for. <laughs> <laughs> and who is it? We don't know. Randy Myers did it with the Cubs in wow. 1993. Oh, I didn't even, even remember him as a Cub. Yeah, right. He went to the Reds. Wow. Why didn't he do that as a Met? He was a relief pitcher as a Met. He never, he never got the fifty long. saves. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of saves, Mark. I was say, I thought you'd say didn't relief. No, fifty saves. Relief. All right, another question. What we got? All right, All right let's do it. Which major league uh, baseball athlete ha- has played for the most major league teams in their career? Oh, oh, I know that one too. Not Mike Morgan, right? Not Mike Morgan. Wasn't oh. the guy who pitched for the Mets, Octavio Dotel? He was second. He had 13 seasons. 13 <laughs> oh. teams. 13 teams uh, yeah. Diego Sagi? Diego Sagi? No. Um, no. I didn't see his name on there. Um, so Edwin Jackson. Edwin Jackson. Edwin Jackson. Jackson. You're right. Yeah. Edwin Jackson. And yeah. then also Rich Hill, thirteen. Yeah, Rich Hill, thirteen. They still pitch. Used to right be, used to be Mike Morgan years ago. Mike Morgan, yeah, said, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Journeyman pitchers, yeah. Who was the last Cleveland Indians pitcher? I, I say Indians to win yeah. twenty games in a season in the twentieth century. So you got to go back to like last century. Thank <laughs> So who was the last Indian Cleveland pitcher oh, to win twenty? 
Oh, big guy. Very, oh, oh, my God. Early win? No, it happened in 1974. 74. Oh. Initials. Sam McDowell. Initials. GP. GP. Perry? Gaylord Perry? Gaylord Perry. Sure. He was I remember him on the Indians. Yeah. yeah. They pitched the same team as his brother, Jim Perry. Yeah, I uh, thought it was a big was, a, was the uh, Jim pitch for the uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, but I think early days he pitched on Cleveland. Yeah, you're right. Oh, maybe. That, that was in the 60s. Okay. Uh, All right, who else has a question? Look at you guys. Like, you, you, no questions. You don't come prepared. I should grade you. No, you're not prepared. Uh, who was the first black? Who was the first black Chicago Cub? African American. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. All right, what I got did, one. What number did Harness Wagner wear? No number. number. They didn't have him. Got a number. <laughs> what number? The answer is a number here. Thirty-three. I don't know why. If he had no number, I don't know what thirty-three means. Okay, next. Who goes? Fred. Okay. Question. All right. Who was the first player to have uh, the forty forty club? Forty home runs, forty stolen bases in a season. Bobby Canseco. I would say Bobby. right. Jose Canseco is oh, right. DAs. Anybody right. else? In this, in nobody in the nineteen sixties. What pitcher? This is a great list here. What pitcher had the most wins? You're gonna name pitchers, but they won't have be the, the most. 60s. In the most 60s. wins. One ninety-one is the number. Which in one? Marichal. One Marichal. Very good. Who is number two? Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson. Wow, you guys know this. Who was um, number three? It wasn't Koufax. Ferguson Jake. Drysdale. Drysdale. It's fantastic. Drysdale. Then Bunning. He's going to say Bunning. Jim Cott. Jim Cott. Then Sandy Koufax. Isn't Bunning one of the guys you you mentioned before about 100 wins in each league? Yeah, 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 yeah. Detroit and Philly. I don't know Bunning too. Damn. He he died or still alive? Oh, Bunning? No, he, he died. died. He, died. He, was the, he was the senator from, from Kentucky, you know. All right. Yeah. We'll do one more question because the time we're going to be cut off the air soon here. You don't want to die while we're working here. <laughs> Anybody got one more question? Come on. You must have one. Of course. I got a whole book here. All right. All right. Why, why, why does Herb Washington? One, one, two, three, four, five, six. Name the six NFL teams that begin with a B. Buffalo. Buffalo. Bills. Bengals. Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Browns. Browns. Bengals. Bengals. You're missing two. Unless you said them, I didn't hear them. Broncos. Bears. And the Broncos. You got them all. They were easy questions. All right, All right boys, I want to thank you for joining us uh, on today's show. We had a, we were non We were non-stop once we started. Long so you, deserve, yeah. you guys deserve a fantastic dinner. Yeah. Have a little drink on for me, and <laughs> I'll see you all out there next week. Have a great week and enjoy thank yourself. You. And, uh, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Take care, Jeff. Stay well. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. Buddy. Bye, guys. Bye.